Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts. Especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Good morning, friends. My name is Martha, and I am a pilgrim. Our text today is Isaiah 30, verse 21. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. I used to think that spiritual formation was a linear process, not so much linear as in logical or as opposed to circular, but linear like a flowchart, a series of decisions either answered yes or no moving you through the chart toward another decision between a different set of options, landing you in one clear conclusion point or another. Actually, I thought of spiritual formation as walking on a wire as fine as a spider's web, and through a process of increasingly good decisions made, the wire grew in its substance and its ability to bear you onward. I'll admit this is borrowed from C.S. Lewis's Great Divorce. Uh, metaphorically, the spider's web would become strands of yarn and then knit into a rope and then comprised of guitar strings and steel bands. Actually, I had wanted to make an interactive display in one of the hallways at school to reflect this progression. It would have involved a lot of bead curtains and mirrors, but I couldn't get my perceived theory to match any material or embodied practice. I think my professor thought that I was far afield. She used to say that spiritual formation includes all of the things that shape us. Our decisions, yes, but also our habits, desires, and practices. Whether we're making interpretive choices of communication we receive, attaching meaning to things, what narratives, examined or unexamined, we are living out. Anything that we do starts to make a path. Anything we do repeatedly starts to make a rut. And the more we do fill in the blank, the more we become the sort of people who will do fill in the blank. The choosing becomes easier to do the more that we repeat choosing that thing. In a sense, it becomes less of a choice and more of a habit. In the Cultivating Joy gathering about a week ago, someone used the word yield or yielding like in the sword and the stone, when Arthur can't remove the sword from the anvil by sheer force. But when he listens to his creature friend's guidance and he yields to their wisdom, the sword practically falls into his hand. 
And that word yield has been haranguing me for a while. It's so much more amenable than the word submit or surrender. Because when I yield in traffic, it's a choice I get to make from a place of agency. While I should say the submitting that I was taught growing up was more like giving up my agency. Are these words all just semantics though? I looked up yield in the concordance and two distinct meanings appeared in the 60 odd references. There's yield like surrender, like getting out of one's way. And there's yield like fruit, like land, like giving up as an outpouring, as a natural result. And is it possible that these two synonyms are not antonyms? Is yielding in the sense of getting out of the way or not demanding the right of way connected to yielding in the sense of bearing fruit? Does a holding back beget a pouring forth? I was gonna say an early Quaker. I actually don't know when this guy lived. Some Quaker said it this way. This is from a Pendle Hill pamphlet. In reference to our silent worship. To wait in such a silence and to speak out of it is to understand that the silence of Quaker meeting is less like a cozy living room than it is like a womb. It may be that we first come to meeting longing for sanctuary, refuge. Perhaps we are looking for comfort, safety, a place to heal. And the silence of worship will provide all of these things. But we soon find that although the silence will hold us for a while, it will eventually open up and bring us into a vast new world. To embrace the possibility of that new world, requires that we move from the comfort of being in the silence to the work of feeling our way to the silence within so as to clear a space for the still small voice and its promise of transformation. It is a discipline of attention and anticipation, patiently turning away from idle thoughts so as to feel with one's spirit for the quickening of life. Then a few words may form and we ask, is this message just for me? Is it for others? Is it truly grounded in the light? Here's the part that seized me the first time I read it. Am I running ahead of the guide in my speaking, perhaps acting out of some need to be heard? Or am I not keeping up with the guide, allowing myself to be held back by some shyness? To come deeply into a sense of the holy and to speak out of it is to yield to it, to give one's consent, and then to speak what is given and no more. The content of the message may be important to some or even just to one, but all will feel the presence of that life that brings it forth long after the content is forgotten. It is this life that gathers us that creates and sustains our community, and not the words we use to describe it, the methods we use to become aware of it, or the witnesses that arise out of it. So 
So when I think about spiritual formation now, in all these ways, it's less like a linear thing or a process of series of choices. It's less like a rut and maybe it's more like a metal detector. I tried to borrow one to demonstrate in this room, but I'm not gonna do it without a prop. <laughs> Walk around meeping at everybody. but it's like near, far. It's like warmer, colder. Our senses get attuned differently. And then it forms us unto what? Are we moving toward fear or love? More open or more closed? Toward something or away from it? Toward each other? Toward God? Away from each other? Away from God? Let's listen. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We're really happy that so many of you are finding it to be helpful and as a way to stay connected with what's going on with us here at West Hills Friends. If you'd like to stay connected with us in other ways, we have a couple options for you. You can check out our website. It's westhillsfriends.org. There you'll find some more information about who we are as a community. You can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account by just searching for West Hills Friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a Instagram account with the name West Hills Friends. So we hope that you'll get connected with us in other ways. And again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast.